We'll just start. We'll start the conversation. Okay, tell me what what we're doing. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. It's just a conversation. Um, it's like I said. It's just talking to you about you. Damn, this car got fucked up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just a general introduction to who you are, what you're all about, where you want to go, aspirations, shit like that. Oh my god. Anything that you believe in, fairy tale shit. Dreams, nightmares, whatever. Whatever you want it to be. Okay. This is your canvas. My canvas. And just so I can bring the most value to you this, what is your end goal of this? I know you kind of talked about Of this about conversation? It, of, like, you, like, documenting this. Like, what do you want to bring to people? I, I feel like... Well, the whole purpose of me actually, like, doing this shit was, one, I knew I wanted to get in touch with my creative side, mm-hmm. like, and actually do something about it. Um, but, two, I love hearing people's stories mm. just in general and I feel like I meet a lot of interesting people in my life mm. but I'll be listening to what the fuck they have to say and I'm like yo you deserve this deserves to be heard by more people mm-hmm. you know not just me as great as it is that mm-hmm. you're feeling comfortable enough to tell me this mm-hmm. but it's like you have a very interesting story and I feel like this should be heard and so one day I was scrolling through Instagram and I just realized like bro I have been swiping my thumb and liking shit and I have not stopped and looked at anything mm-hmm. like actually taking the time to pay attention or look like I'm just swiping and liking mm-hmm. and I'm like yo if I could actually get somebody to stop on their timeline from scrolling just endlessly and mindlessly mm-hmm. and actually listen to someone mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing someone a justice in terms of giving them some authentic content and then allowing somebody to tell a story about themselves mm-hmm. so that's all it really is it's not like I needed this to be 60 minutes and you got the greatest story of all time. Right, right, right. Katie Couric type shit. It's just... Okay, got it. It's just you. It's just you. So, with that being said, tell us about yourself. Who who are you? What, what, uh... What you all about, cousin? Okay, so first of all, appreciate you for even think, considering me to be interesting enough to share. Of course. Um, okay, me, um... Okay, so I, uh, let's see, where do we start? What's your um, name? <laughs> okay, my name is Ashwarya. Everyone calls me Ash. Funny story about that, my mom always tells me that you should tell people to call you Ashwarya, not Ash, because it changes the meaning of, you know, how, like, the energies that are around you and things like that. So that's one thing I've been working on, having people call me Ashwarya, but I love being called Ash, too. It makes it, makes it like, more, like familiar because ashwarya what it means is wealth and prosperity um do you ever think about changing your like or adding ash as like your middle name and just have everybody call you ashwarya no because i like i like the it tells me a lot about the other person how they want to talk to me uh, um if they want to call me ash because they find it convenient or if someone's actually going to take the time to learn my name and say it right um but with friends and family i like ash it's it's chill and then i have home names pet names whatever um about me so basically i was born in india and i came to the united states when i was seven years old and that was a lot that was kind of crazy i really didn't even know why i moved um i was so confused like leaving my family behind in india and stuff like that we moved to south dakota so when we moved to south dakota it was a big culture shock because i literally like imagined america to be like big cities and like nice buildings and things like that and in south dakota there was nothing there was prairie dogs and literally like nothing oh the american dream the american (laughs) dream and uh, my parents um my mom was a teacher and my dad was an engineer in india but because of like the visa situation whatever he also became a teacher so they were teachers at a local school and me and my sister also uh, we're going to that same school every day, which is be like going to school, coming back home, and not having any friends because I didn't really speak English that well. And um, it was crazy because there in South Dakota, there's Native Americans, so they consider themselves Indians. And then they'd be like, Where are you from? I'm like, Oh, I'm Indian. I'm from India. And they're like, No, you're not. You're not Indian. We're Indian. And it was just like, Yo, like, what is going on? Um, and I was irritated. It's like that Spider-Man meme. <laughs> you guys are pointing at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was so, like, hurt and pissed 
but also like learning and i was like yo boy, what is this land that we're in um so i had a lot of like identity issues growing up like what does this mean am i american am i indian and so part of that was like growing up fortunately we like moved out of south dakota moved to california but part of that was like I kind of stopped accepting my Indian side. Like I was kind of ashamed of it because we have such a bold culture. Um, and I just like wanted to be nothing but American. I wanted to like have straight hair and like look a certain way and be accepted because in the Midwest, especially it's like even less people of color. So it's like, like you just stand out in a classroom. Right. That and then being a girl on top of that. Right. So I don't know, it's kind of like always growing up with that. But then, I moved to California in Fairfield. Shout out Fairfield 707. Put, put us on the map. Um, <laughs> um, that's where like I saw a lot of people of color. Now finally we were seeing America, cities, all this and that. And that was pleasant. Um, but then because, you know, like when you're an immigrant, you only have one option, which is to be successful. And my parents were always just working and working, so I would really just raise myself. I couldn't even see the stovetop, and I would like be looking above and like trying to like cook things for myself because my mom wouldn't be home. Um, and I was like ages like seven to like fourteen, whatever. And that's where I like really learned how to be very independent. Um, I used to be so scared walking around the house alone. I used to carry a pillow behind my back thinking like someone's gonna attack me until they came home. It was some sketch shit. That pillow's got stopping power though. If a knife comes through it, it's just not, it's not gonna make it all the way to your back. Right, exactly. So the pillow had my back most like y'all broke hoes. No, no, okay, anyways, anyways, sorry. End that part now. Um, and so, but yeah, so in California, I had like my grandparents like finally visit us uh, from like years of separation, and that was really nice, like seeing what they were like, um, getting that motherly touch again. I also grew kind of apart from my parents because they'd always be working, and they never really understood, like, they never really got to know me. And I was super close to my grandmother um, when I was in South Dakota. Like, there's only one number that I knew how to dial, and I would just dial and like cry to her on the phone, like, oh my god, like I don't know what's going on. And like, she finally visited me, and it was like beautiful. Yeah. Um, that was that, and then now, fast forward into college, uh, my dad and most Indian people or like Asian people would relate to this is like very like you gotta you only have you know doctor lawyer engineer that's the only thing that you can do my sister wanted to pursue arts and like science and like like biology and they're like nope you guys both have to do engineering and it was just tough because like I didn't know like who to listen to um and so I started um I studied computer science and or when I started um, my college it was so difficult all these other like people in computer science they were just like yeah my dad is like some IT guy at this top company my mom is this like I've been coding since I was in eighth grade these are people who are like low-key passionate about software engineering and I was like what the hell is this I don't I didn't have the tools to like you know get good SAT um, coaching and things like that and um, all that stuff so I wasn't really prepared for all this I just kind of like jumped in the waters and I hated it I absolutely hated it I failed classes I'm not afraid to say that I know some Indian people will be like oh like, no whatever like I legit struggled so hard in college and then on top of that I was still battling like identity issues because this was the first time that I was like really free right um, from home and like could like talk to people understand who I was and not in a very controlled environment so it was just like very confusing um so I mean in terms of like that because you talked you touched on like a few different things so Hmm. in the sense of one having this this uh expectation put on you where you have to be successful like there's just really no other choice like you have to be in a position where you can make the most money possible and you know stuff like that but in terms of like your identity and and really forming that do you feel like you stepped into your identity or your true identity 
when you came to California or was it sort of being built when you were in South Dakota or is it constantly being built for you? I think for my identity, there's like, I feel like there's no one point that you just define, like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I think with your identity and just like, like, I'm someone who's always learning and growing. So I don't think there'll be a point where I'm like, oh, this is ash. She's made up of this, this and this. It's mm-hmm. always going to be a, a jar that's going to be, you know, I'm going to keep pouring into it. But in terms of like the basis, I feel like that was really kind of defined when I decided that I'm not going to let people who created me, aka my parents, I'm not going to let them dictate my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be very hard because it's like, how can your family be the ones that are toxic? Well, right. yes, they can. And it's okay to let them go or not let them go, but, you know, create that barrier mm-hmm. because that's you teaching other people how to treat you and like just creating respect for yourself. Right. And if that means, if that comes at the sake of your identity, then so be that, you know, if that mm-hmm. comes at the sake of like you not having constant communication, then so be that because you are living for yourself. Once you right. start living for yourself and understand what that means, then it doesn't really become, then you shift that like, you shift the how you perceive their love to be for you and if they truly do love you they will understand Mm -hmm. and I think it's a work in progress like um like kind of like continuing on that I told my dad that I'm not going to be doing um computer science because I just can't it's not sustainable I'm not passionate about it I changed to a different major, which was similar. It was um, still engineering, information systems, but it was like half business and half engin- half engineering. Uh-huh. One thing that I really liked about it is that you still had a lot of like interactions with people. I Along this whole journey, I've loved that I love working with people, love talking to people like you. I like hearing their stories. And I told him that I'm doing this now. Um, and yeah, and he told me, um, in Hindi, but he was very upset, but he basically said, I will never be anything. I will just be a beggar on the streets with that major um, Mm. and I will never be successful. Mm. Um, And that coming from my father just meant like a lot. I basically just like broke down and I'm like still hurt about it. Mm. But I kind of was like, you watch. I'm going to literally make you regret saying that. Um, And that's where like a lot of like my strength and resilience comes from. Because it's like, as a father, how could you say that one? And two, it's just like, I have already in many ways in my life had to just be there for, be the person for myself, like be my own best friend Mm -hmm. because other people around me don't understand me or it's too much effort. And then also like no one has like the same path that I do. So I've always had to carry my own hand and be like, if I don't, like this and it's not the traditional way then I have to set I have to create that way Mm -hmm. for myself and so I'm finding continuously every single day finding ways for myself um and really just like owning who I am Mm -hmm. and then owning who you are is sometimes also very uncomfortable because you may be what other people not accept or you know it's not the common thing or you're not the you're not the idolized type of like individual Mm -hmm. if that makes sense in society yeah no doubt but if you're not really being authentic to yourself if you're not being true to yourself then you're gonna live a very unhappy life and part of that is like accepting the fact that I am a girly girl but I love tech and Mm -hmm. I love to be you know having intelligent conversations and I Mm -hmm. love philosophy but I also love makeup and fashion Mm -hmm. and finding these ways to express myself Mm -hmm. and just being okay with that if there's anything that I could like if I could just be like a living example of like everything's not perfect but you keep going because you know who you you know who you are or you'll fight to know who you are like Mm -hmm. let me be that and I know that this is like a big issue especially within the south asian community for like younger girls because like we're always like in such a controlled environment we're Mm -hmm. always like you can't do this you can't do that you can't wear that can't act this way oh don't do this or you won't get married like Mm -hmm. and it's just suffocating it's oppressing and i want to change that that see i think that ties into a lot of exactly why 
I, lo- I love your story so much. I think it's because ever since I met you and like in talking to you, mm-hmm. you always seem like a person that no matter what is thrown your way, whether it be bullshit with a job or just whatever's going on in your life, you have this mentality of, yeah, this is trash, but I'm going to beat it. And when you see me on the other side, I'm going to be better for it. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like when you like say when you moved to South Dakota mm-hmm. and when you moved to California, but like South Dakota being your first American experience and having to get thrown into a situation where you are uncomfortable and you have to adjust mm-hmm. um, and you really got to try to find your own way when that's forced upon you. Like you said, you sort of had to hold your own hand. Yeah. In terms of navigating through it, and that's sort of built into a lot of what you do now. Mm-hmm. But at what point did you start embracing those things of just the idea that you're going to embrace being who you are against what everybody else wants you to be, and still trying to navigate and find your own lane amongst all stuff you came into that you weren't prepared for, or that yeah. might be combating against you. So you're saying, like, at what point, like, I basically started, like, kind of accepting myself, knowing that there's, like, all these other things yeah. going on? Okay. I mean, like, it was, again, I, I can't say that there was, like, this one point um, where that changed, but I think I always just knew, I always, like, when, like, people are going through, like, for example, a breakup or, like, something sad, the first thing is, like, I got to distract myself to, like, not think about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm the opposite, where I, if it's uncomfortable, I want to feel it. Because that means that I'm going to recognize, like, that's going to lead me closer to who I am. I've always been obsessed with figuring out who I am, because I just find that it's, like, the most challenging thing to know to know yourself. Um, and so, in, in terms of, like, um, being this lost little kid in, in the streets of South Dakota, and just, like, not understanding anything... Um, you know, I hung on to what was familiar, but then like as times change and like I figured out what I was liking, you know, at first I was always just trying to assimilate to the culture, but then more so it was like later when I realized like none of this stuff leads to actual happiness and happiness for me is like feeling more like liberated internally. And once I understood like I'm only seeking for my own approval, like my like whatever makes me happy whatever I'm wearing that day makes me feel good not the other person and just shifting like like these these thoughts that I'm having about other people but just like put that onto me that's when I started realizing like none of none of the exterior matters and if I could just be in touch with like like letting feeling what I'm feeling whether it's sad or or happy or whatever it is like changing those frustrations and changing my my behavior with those frustrations to like to just managing them by just like acknowledging them if that makes sense because I don't know it's just like it's just really tough like there's so many things I want to touch on yeah like, no no we get to all of it don't know anymore about it it's it's like your like relationship with like how what love is mm-hmm. like like for example with pain there's like two types of you could have pain like bitter and being angered like I have every single right to be angry at my parents I have every single right to be like why did you bring me here like why I don't understand like you never even told me why I'm here and then on top of that you're like expecting all these things out of me mm-hmm. and I was angry but now I can be like if I just put myself in their shoes and sh- and see why they would have done what they've done and it's only because they wanted a better life for me, had they known better, they could have, you know, been better parents to me and been more um, loving towards me. But it's like, if I understand that it can- it comes from a place of love, then I no longer have to carry that ha- anger or frustration with me. And when I don't carry that anger or frustration with me, it doesn't transcend onto the next person that I'm dealing with. And when I just let go and like, deal with those frustrations like I acknowledge that I'm frustrated I acknowledge that I'm mad here's what I'm going to do about it it doesn't become a negative relationship 
and that's what then empowers me to you know move on and like focus on what does make me happy what does make me more fluid in my day-to-day -day. if I'm more fluid in my day-to-day -day, the person that I'm with is also gonna feel that and it's gonna channel and that's the only thing that I want is to just spread that because I know what it feels like to be just like literally stuck depressed not feeling like you're in a room and like no one gets you you're you're an outcast and there's no need to be that there's absolutely no need and I feel like especially like these days with how like the world and society is moving literally as long as like you have good intentions and you know that like fuck what other people think like like people will get people will understand and it's like people will perceive you from how deeply they've met themselves mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard that before mm -hmm. but like your own your perception of me only comes from how much you know about yourself or how how deeply you've you've gone with yourself mm -hmm. so your judgment to me is nothing because if I don't value if I don't value you or if I don't if I know that like you know you're you're not that in touch with your emotions or feelings and like I know that you're gonna you're not gonna understand me you're not gonna get where I'm coming from you don't even know anything about me right um and so if you've only met yourself to a certain extent then you're not gonna be able to go farther with other people right so it's like a cycle yeah the deeper that I get to know people, the deeper that I get to love other people without any like limitations or um, uh, conditions, um, the deeper I get to understand myself. So do you think that translates to like your parents' relationship with you and the expectations that they put on you in terms of like telling you what you should be doing and, and how you should be doing it? Do you think it, it, it strictly comes down to a sense of I don't know, this idea of I only want the best for you and you'll see why I'm doing it this way at the end and just sort of neglecting the, you know, the, the extra cozy route where they're like, oh yeah, okay, do what you want, you know, I'm sure you'll figure it out, but we'll always be here to support you for whatever you want to do. Do you think, because you said it hurt when your dad told you that you're path you chose was going to lead you to be on the streets as a beggar and stuff like that. Yeah. And you also said that it's just a manifestation of how many people know what they know in themselves and how they treat you. So do you think the way they treat you, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is, is just based off of a loving emotion? Just because like you said, they want what's best for you? Or do you, you think it's something deep, deeply rooted in them where it's just a you guys don't really connect I think it's a mix of both um in that particular situation I feel like for him it's like he cannot he can't fathom like someone not doing uh the traditional path because that's the only way to like success in his eyes um and because he's had to work so hard to be quote-unquote successful it's like it's too much he he sacrificed way too much for me to be taking a risk uh, I guess not succeed or whatever but it also showcases like internally what he values he values money and success and like social acceptance from other Indian families that his daughter's an engineer over his own daughter's happiness mm. he doesn't care about that it's just straight up he just does not because to him it's just a black or white mm. um black and white thing and like to your point like a parent that you know I guess says the hey do whatever you want um sure you'll figure it out that kind of thing in my opinion lacks structure but I'd rather take that answer than like do this or that because then as a child or just as like anyone all you want is freedom to just live your life and yes you want guidance but you don't want it in that way of like if you do this you're doomed mm -hmm. um and so in, 
for my dad and like my relationship, I think that speaks volumes for for what he probably struggles with, in, like internally or probably is just insecure about you know my abilities and that or his abilities and my abilities. It makes me feel like wow, if he doesn't believe in me, then like how can I believe in me? I mean, with that, too, I feel like it can tie a lot into your personality. Like you said, if it just, for a matter of him in terms of being successful within his own community and showing that he's raised a successful family and, you know, my, my kids are successful and they're doing these great things and stuff like that. It's, it's almost like this this view of, like, this is who I am. I'm, I'm a great father and I can do all these things. Yeah. Um, almost for, like, good judgment. Yeah. Like, good press almost exactly. in a sense do you think that makes that also contributes to your view of I really don't give a shit what you think about me just because you see it how much it weighs and influences your dad to the point where you're just like you know I don't want to go that route because I don't want to be obsessed with how others want to filter me or put me into this box based on what I'm forcing other people to do do I feel like that influences me? Yeah, in terms of like your mindset of I really don't give a shit about what you think about it. Um, I think not just him, but just like, especially in America, like what I've seen within the Indian communities, like we hold on our culture even stronger than Indians do in India because we don't we don't want to quote unquote become one of them or become American or let go of our culture. And what I've seen that form is just this like very strict um, narrative within our community and it's like you're either in or you're out. And by in it's like you're all the stereotypical Indian things and if you're anything but that then you're out, you're a failure of a child. And so that definitely has made me like I always joke around about like I wanna like prove like Indian aunties wrong. I wanna make them so mad by posting a bikini picture or something like that because it's like um, you know, it's like, yo, like, let people, let people do them, and that definitely does translate into, like, how I, like, view just society and people, like, I really don't care about a lot of people's opinions. Do I care about the opinions of the right people? Yes, it'd be foolish of me to be like, I don't care if, like, you know, if I'm accepted or not, because I, who doesn't want that, who doesn't right. want to be accepted, but it's just, like, knowing it's taught me the difference between knowing like the right kind of like filtering the right kind of attention and the wrong kind of attention the right and wrong acceptance uh-huh. in the right communities okay. right. yeah and so fast forward a little bit to like where you are right now and, and some of the stuff that like you've been dealing with post-college yeah and in terms of like what you do for work i know a lot of people are when I do get to talking to a lot of people, especially young people in the position that they are where they trans- transition from college to the workforce, a lot of people put a lot of weight into what they do and how much money they make and, and stuff like that. And coming from your situation where you're sort of stemming away from the path that your parents wanted you to go to and, and go on the route that you are now, how much, how much weight do you put into what you do now and what your occupation is and how much you're making and stuff like that in terms of who you are as a person? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So I'm in sales. I never thought I would be in sales. Um, but I think that I'm actually really loving sales. Not because, like there's hard aspects of it, like there's hard aspects of any job. But it weighs into a lot of how I'm kind of measuring myself just because like I I'm learning skills that I don't think I would have ever learned just like dealing with people and like business sense and things like that and what I plan to do with this is you know hopefully like um something I'm like kind of struggling with is like keep my tech career or like try out other entrepreneurial like aspects or careers I'm really into blogging and things like that working on that on the side but I think like what I've been toying with lately is you know letting go of like what I'm supposed to be like I feel like I'm so young even when you're like 30 35 years old I feel like you're still so young and you have like a lot of time to live 
um, and just figure everything out. Like right now, I just want to be making as many mistakes as possible. And so that's my mindset going into any job, like accepting jobs or just like moving on into my career. It's just like, I want to be able to say like, I tried this, didn't like it, tried this, didn't like it until I keep finding what I like and the second thing is I've been toying with the idea of like multi passions I feel like you shouldn't just not like you should or shouldn't but I don't think like it's it's like oh I I just like beauty I just like fashion so right. I just want to do that or I just can only be an engineer I feel like you can be you can tap into as many things as you like um and I'm trying to find a good balance of that there's only so many hours in the day but right. I am passionate about like you know shedding light on the struggles of being a brown girl and i'm also trying to shed light of like or try to figure out like my way into tech and see where i really find myself fit because i still really enjoy business i still really like those like you know helping find solutions within a company mm -hmm. um until i can work my way to find like make my own mm -hmm. so when you say finding yourself or your position in tech what do you what do you mean by that like finding like roles that I'm into. Um, do I want to go back to engineering? Do you want to stay in sales? Do I want to find a hybrid? Do I want to be a sales engineer? Like I know the basics. I know that I like working with people. I know that I like collaborating. I know that I like, um, you know, like working through problems, um, like finding solutions and like chat, like finding, like doing like tough, like puzzles, things like that. Um, and really feeling like I'm helping and like adding value. Uh, so whatever types of roles that are, that could be like, literally that could just mean like being a business analyst looking at data all day, or that could just mean like more higher up positions in sales and finding like solutions for other businesses that I'm working with. I don't know, um, but just toying with that. Got it, got it. And so, like you said, you have a bunch of different passions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The sense of like innate curiosity about a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you, like you said, you only have so many hours in the day and this is something I struggle with myself and it's like, I know other people struggle with when you have to go to a day job or a nine to five or whatever. Yeah. How do you, how, for you personally, how do you try to, to balance that and break up your focus into all these different things to make sure that you're still giving them an attention and you're still watering those plants, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, if I had the answer, I'd be <laughs> making a lot of money right now or, like, I don't know, like, having everything together. I think for me, um, it's all about, like, priorities. So, you know, you have your you have bills to pay. You have to be practical about these things. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I want to explore and, like, fuck my job and, like, just quit and, like, you know, can't do that. Um, so, with that being said, like, you have to be... I find that I'm always like multitasking. So I'm always like being like strategic about like, if I FaceTime this person after work for this amount of time afterwards, like how, how much longer can I like stay up um, to like, you know, tap into like whatever I wanna do. Most of the time it's like weekends. Um, and usually what I'm doing is like, it works out for me because like, I love like chatting with other people about like what their ideas are and mm -hmm. so when I am talking to my best friend on the phone or when I'm like you know talking to anyone really like I always have like meaningful conversations that end up contributing to what I'm doing later and like I can use that and then the second thing that I've been really getting into is just like writing stuff down I feel like that really like puts purpose in your step like once you write things down, it makes you feel really focused. Mm. I'm not a writer at all. Like I hate writing, but like when I like log it down in my journal or something like this is what I want to do. It helps you define, um, what, what I'm trying to do. Mm. Um, it helps me keep everything focused cause it can all get really jumbled with like my work life yeah. and like my outside life. Yeah, no doubt. And so I guess in terms of like where you get your influences from, I know you, probably get them from a bunch of different sources what, what would you say fuels your passions the most like what are the things where you pick up and you're like damn okay that really that really clicked with me or resonated with me what are some of the things that, that really get that going for you um i say like it's kind of weird but like uh but i follow a bunch of people like motivational people mm -hmm. one thing that i'm like 
that fuels it constantly is my intuition and just like my struggle my day-to-day struggle I'm always aware of that being self-aware helps me feel like how I can like solve the problem later for myself or someone else second thing following a bunch of podcasts love my man's Gary V um love him and um other podcasts that I've been uh listening to just like so many like I, I I don't know if I could list them all but like um this person named jade dharma um she's like a young social entrepreneur on youtube things like that honestly just like have you ever toyed with the idea of like not listening to music and just listening to like podcasts or books like for a week like don't listen to any music just that i I don't know for about a week (laughs) i usually do do it for like like a a month (laughs) but the thing is you know what have you ever have you ever like just gone for a ride in your car and like not turned any music on yes and just been thoughts. dead silent and yeah. like without even realizing it, you've been riding around in silence to your own thoughts yes yeah so i i i found myself like i do that more often than i realize mm-hmm. and i think that helps a lot for me like even when i'm on bart and shit like i don't yeah i'll throw my headphones in and i, I realize i'm not even listening, listening. to music i just don't want to i just don't want to hear yeah hear anything or something like that but I've done that before on Bart for sure. Yeah, podcasts help too, though, for sure. I always get into podcasts, but I want to read way more than I am now. Yes, reading. It's tough. Reading is super challenging. It's tough, but I guess, so how do you feel in the sense of, like, social media? Because like you said, you have all these creative passions and whatnot, and social media just seems to be the place to go now for anything artistic or creative like you got to be on social media in some form or capacity to really get your name out there if that's truly what you're aspiring to do yeah so how do you view social media and like helping you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish in terms of like your creative and artistic passions um yeah um so in the past i used to view it as like oh just like connecting with friends and I kind of have changed that perspective because I feel like it's such a useful tool and we need to use it like for well I want to use it like for you know finding like meeting people that I've never met I have like like people that I talk to like almost on a weekly basis that I've never met that I've been way more supportive than like people I've met in real life and I think that's really like the beauty of social media I think we need to be careful though um because all of this can be just wiped away like my account or anyone's account that has like a million followers can like literally like facebook or instagram which is like boom gone and your business is gone um so i think we need to like if you're gonna use social media as a business like you need to like really understand like how how it all works my thing with social media is I'm kind of obsessed with just like bringing value to people like if you're gonna be scrolling on my feed like are you here like why are you here and if you are here like I hope you take something away from me Mm. that's my so you make a conscious effort yeah I'm trying to be very intentional with my social media Uh Um, and sometimes that can be really hard because like I want to be different Um, I don't want to just do the traditional things and just be more creative but like I'm kind of struggling with that right now. Like, I don't really know how to add value to people mm-hmm. as they're, like, kind of just, like, scrolling. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you feel... How much of being an individual do you view as just being different in itself? Because I, I look at a lot of, like, celebrities and, like, Instagram famous celebrities or whatever, and they all sort of, like, post the same stuff. Like, yeah. it's, like, the same content. <laughs> but they yeah. still get all these likes and all these people still yeah. love it. Like, they'll eat it up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like I don't see too many individuals just documenting what makes them unique or, that, like I said, them as an individual. Mm-hmm. So do you think that can be something that can be utilized in terms of social media in a business sense? Like, that's an avenue to explore? Or do you think it has to be manufactured, at least in some sense? Manufactured? Like, what has to be for your content? Yeah, your content. So, like, like, oh, I got to think of something to do here and then put it on. Yeah, I think it's like, I feel like it's two things. It depends on, like, the message that you're trying to send. Like, if you're just trying to, like, I feel like it's not, sometimes I feel like it's really not that deep. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you can just, like, post whatever and be about your day. So like, when, do, when do you know you're approaching that cliff, though? Like, yo, I'm getting a little too, a little too. Oh, like, too invested? Uber, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I feel like that has to do with like just being self-aware again and just being like knowing the boundaries and things like that. I am not gonna lie, I'm pretty obsessed. So I'm like always (laughs) on my phone and like always like checking Instagram or like Twitter or whatever. But yeah, like if you are like trying to like, I feel like just like being different, like each individual is different, but what, Mm -hmm. what makes you really different is like how you go about things or like how you tell your story. And I, in the past was just kind of like just posting pictures, like whatever. But like now it's like trying to get a little bit more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. trying to showcase a little bit more of me and tap into me, but that can only be done like successfully and like in a non-toxic way if you feel comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people like aren't still there and I don't know if I'm still there. I can't say I'm like this perfect person put together. I'm not, but as long as like I know that and like I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay to put myself in like a public lens that can be judged as long as like I understand that again the intent of this whole thing is to just showcase and if some if one or two or five people take something away from it then I've like done my job and I'm gonna keep going right right then that's sort of just how I view this whole series I'm trying to put together it's like Mm -hmm. I feel more of a connection if I can just get the genuine interest or attention of one person Mm -hmm. just one person like even if even if it's just one person where they're like oh that's really cool like i do admire that that's Mm -hmm. that's good enough for me like i'm okay like i don't need to appease the masses yeah i just want to know it it, it influenced somebody in some sort of way Mm -hmm. or impacted them in some sort of way yeah but i mean transitioning from like that and where you want to go as a person Mm -hmm. if you were to tee up your perfect life like in a vacuum like everything just went as perfect as it could possibly be what would like be your your perfect life my perfect life yeah oh man um wow it's a loaded question because like (laughs) i think of like so many things i think of like hot cheetos and boba (laughs) well i only ask you i only ask it because everybody's it's it's such an elusive question to me because everybody is constantly like, yo, they focus on what doesn't go wrong in terms of like their or what goes wrong what in goes terms wrong. of their big picture plan. Like, oh, this is deterring me from this or whatever. And you just so focused on like, man, I want this life that I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. But most people don't really have like that big painted picture of like, this is the perfect life that I'm striving for. So that's, yeah. that's sort of why I ask it. Um, in a perfect, if I could just seal everything in, um, and as crazy as probably my sounds like I want to be genuinely accepted by my parents, like to the point where like we're having fluid conversations. I can joke about like whatever, because I cannot do that right now. Um, and the second thing is like, I'm genuinely like happy, like happy with who I am and my, all of my relationships um, I think that would be really nice. And then on top of that, if I could just eat without gaining weight, that would be great. Because I love boba and hot Cheetos. And breaking out, that would be awesome too. Um, but yeah. And then on top of that, like more seriously, like I want to achieve like um, financial freedom. Like I want to be able to spend without thinking. Or just like be able to like help out like my friends or family. Like, oh no, I got it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that I'm always like thinking about finances maybe because my name literally means wealth and prosperity but like i'm always just like i want to have a healthy healthy relationship with money um to the point where like i know everything about it and things like that so in a perfect world like i would have been wealthy or like well off not to the point where like i have so much money i don't know what to do with it but just Mm -hmm. like stable happy healthy living do you focus on like a a, a career that might get you there or do you just focus on yourself as like a multifaceted individual at some point in the future that would allow you to be all these things i mean hell yeah if it ain't about the <laughs> bands like if it ain't about the money i'm just kidding um but like yes and no like i like i said you have to be practical like i'm still like i still am not a citizen and like i it would be like dumb of me to just be like oh like just go do whatever makes me happy but also like if i can be doing something that makes me happy and have me be like financially free then like yeah i don't want to be doing a job where i'm feeling like i'm a slave which kind of like what my previous our previous job was (laughs) was like i just feel like i'm just doing one thing and not really like 
learning and growing and making changes. So like, yes, I do want a career and a job that would like have help me get there. And then like, hopefully that could use that, use my nine to five as an investment into me to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, I hear that. That's for damn sure. Yep. <laughs> but so okay, so in, in like trying to wrap it all up, and, um, no, we touched on a lot. I know we touched on a lot, which is great because we can expand on so much more. Yeah. Um. So a question I like to ask everyone: a few questions. Um. So like, if you were to say you were to pass away at mm. the end of your life, mm. and when you do die, you you were able to look at a timeline of your entire life. And it's all set in front of you. If you were to, in your heart of hearts, say, wow, this life was a success. Like, mm-hmm. it was a success. And this might tie into your, your last statement. What would that what would that mean for your life? Like, what would tie into that label of, yeah, I lived a successful life? I'm so glad you asked that question. I think whatever that narrative is I just want one thing and it's I don't care what people thought about me or whatever I just want to make sure that it's they remember how I made them feel and that can go from individual to individual or just as a mass like I just want them to remember I made them feel good and hopefully yeah it was good that's all I care about when I die legacy would be nice but if I had a national Ashwarya like day, that'd be <laughs> lit. But yeah. if I ever do reach that point, like whatever, I mean, it's hard because like even when Michael Jackson died, like these famous people die, like the world grieved for like two, three, four days. And like, you know, it's just hard. Um, but aside from legacy, it's just how I made people feel. I hear that. And so on the flip side of the coin, if you were to, again, get this pass away and you get this timeline in your life where it was labeled, in your heart as a failure what would that look like if my life if okay if i if my life wasn't successful if it just well if it got the label as failure whatever okay failure feels to you if you were to say wow I, I failed in this lifetime i would feel like i if that was that then i didn't i i didn't let um how do i say like i didn't let my parents like chill like I didn't put them at put them into like retirement early like I let like I let them work all their life um that I didn't have like I guess like meaningful relationships and I just lived like a very selfish life and I got too invested into who I was and me me and like I didn't like I kind of went down a downhill road mm-hmm. or that I was like using like substances and alcohol and things like that. Just having like an unhealthy relationship with life itself. I think that that would have, I would have labeled that as unsuccessful. And then I know people in this day and age, especially in the social media age, everybody tries to have this persona of like, oh, I'm the biggest, I'm the baddest, I'm the toughest, I can get through anything, all that, which is great, you know, whatever helps you get through. Um, but I know what a lot of people struggle with is vulnerability and being honest and open about what affects them in terms of like their fears and whatnot. And people have fears of like snakes and everyday fears, like whatever, it, it could be anything, it doesn't matter, like I'm not asking you to be super profound and whatnot. Yeah. But if you were to label your biggest fear at this point in your life, what would it be? My biggest fear. Ooh, um just like not getting out of debt. I have I say this openly, 150k is not easy <laughs> to tackle. That's Tough. a whole like half a house. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a car. Um I feel like that when that day comes like I will literally like I don't know what I'll do not hitting that would be one and another another fear would just be like yeah like relationships just mean so much to me and like just not having that like not having like people that are that I can like go to or depend on at the same time I'm someone who I don't really need to depend on people but like I love to like have people around me and if I was if I turned into this ugly cold person that like no one wanted to be around then like I would hate that like isolation because I just feel like I have so much love to give to the point where like it it's like overwhelming but I just I just do and I'm such a giver like 
and I give unconditionally without expecting much in return, I feel like I hope that I have like a healthier relationship with that where like like people still want to like be around me. So those two would be my fears. I hear that. I hear that. And so pretty much we got a lot of you. I know there's so much more in in terms of who you are and what you what you're about and what you want to be, but it's a good gist. As of right now, your projection for the future, what's it what's it looking like? Like what's next? What's next for Ashwarya? Um my horoscope has said <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um this year I'm listen, I'm trying to get them racks okay so with this next job that's my goal another uh, another thing that i'm trying to do i'm super fortunate to be like you know working at like google and things like that it's one of my goals or Mm -hmm. one of my dreams um and so i want to be like like killing it at that job like i'm already going in thinking like you know leader mindset like you know setting myself apart from others um and this year i definitely want to like um learn how i can uh you know do multi-channels like i I know i'm on instagram and stuff and like definitely want to grow that but i want to like grow my youtube i want to grow like on linkedin content like professional content things like that so i really want to tap into that this year do a lot more shoots a lot more like um working with different kinds of photographers creatives podcasts things like that this is this whole thing is a part of it like i just want to tap into more of that side and while crushing it in my real career yeah yeah it's a big plate big plate but like I said I think think you got the motivation to do it yeah you got the the natural spirit to get it done so um yeah is there any anything else you want to say to to anybody who might be listening any final thing you want to leave them with thoughts ideas feelings (laughs) um any last thoughts that I would have to say is uh I was kind of like basic but I genuinely like do believe in this it's like just try to be like live your authentic life like whoever that is whatever that means like if it even if it means like being uncomfortable like be comfortable with the uncomfortable and just like know just strive to know who you are because it's the most freeing feeling ever I feel that I feel that well in that case, thank you for thank you for doing this again. You're welcome. You're, you're a busy, busy person, <laughs> and you got a lot on your plate. But uh, I appreciate it. I really do. I yeah. think this is a this is gonna be a, a good one because you're the first you're the first woman to be featured on this. Yeah, show, so. and the best part is my birthday month. Hey, yeah. shout out Aries. <laughs> Aries, the best sign. <laughs> Fuck all y'all other signs. Y'all hoes. I don't know. I don't know. But listen, it's the perfect time. My birthday month. Yeah, we can we can end all that because uh, Virgo season. Virgo season <laughs>